Rothschild use services on uh, any of those uh, stormtroopers that punch Verdito? No, because they're the same people that answer the phone call when you you know put it in. <laughs> So you dial like seven one one and a stormtrooper picks up. It's like when you go somewhere and you demand to see the manager, yeah. and then the person just does a spin and goes, "How you doing?" They're the same people taking our tridactyl babies and smacking them. Because I saw a meme where I had like you know Medea there that was calling each other, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Yeah, yes. Like, I'm kind of surprised there weren't some drunk people like calling nine one one. We don't know that there weren't. That's true. That's true. Man, oh, oh man. The, it was, between the start of that episode and the end of that episode, those were easily the two most talked about moments. Oh, for just, sure. Just yeah. craziness. Yes. Well, I mean. No, craziness. You don't, you don't punch Verdito in the head. Multiple what? times. Multiple we're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here before we? we jump into the episode. Well, we're uh, getting a little Verdito. This dead. is, that's the beginning of the second episode. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's Let's, emotional. It's, I mean, you know. I've got PTSD. It, it's one of those things that transcends time because we'll, we'll always feel it. Same I felt way it he like, felt it. I felt it as if, <laughs> as if a Verdito had screamed out in the forest and then it was quickly silenced. <laughs> Oh, it's too it's real. It's my Obi-Wan Kenobi impression, by it's, the it's, way. it's pretty good. It's pretty okay. good. Um, all right, let's just jump right in, and we'll, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means those mi- microseconds between punching a baby tridactyl. Today, we are talking about the ballad, the bounty, the revenge, and finally, the return of Verdito. This is the end of our series, originally meant for a Patreon, but now, as you've been following along, it is here to keep you company while we get some juicy, juicy things going for you. As always, I am Daniel. To my left, I've got... Kills for Show, a.k.a. the Dark Saberless. <laughs> <laughs> I never know how long you're going to go or what you're going to say, but always... I was trying to figure it out. It always hits! I was, I was, I was. <laughs> uh, sitting across from me, as always... Uh, it's TJ once again, and to my right... Uh, Tashina, joining... Yeah. One, last, one last time for Verdito. We ride for one last time together. Uh, a couple disclaimers. One, my voice is still healing, so it's going to be a little, a uh, little rusty, a little, uh, little rustic, a little. Mm. We're going to dial nine seven six to get what, this voice here. Yeah. What does that man know about life? How's he living to make his voice so scratchy? You don't want to know. <laughs> Second disclaimer: We are recording at Escape Velocity Comics downtown Colorado Springs. Uh, just to let you know our thoughts our ideas our opinions our beliefs in Verdito and what he will accomplish do not reflect that of Escape Velocity Comics or its staff they're just kind enough to let us record our sexy show in their sexy store now guys take off those clothes get ready because we are going to get started on this the final chapters or leave your clothes on if that makes you more comfortable not an option take them off I don't care where you are take them off right now and listen it's clothing (laughs) prohibited yes Because what happens in these episodes that we're covering will get you so hot and bothered, you're going to be just itching to take those clothes off. So wh- when we last left, uh, there was a message sent from someone who Mando may have thought dead. That's right. From, uh, from Rocky's longtime favorite pal, Carl Weathers. Mando! <laughs> <laughs> Inviting him back to Navarro. <laughs> Come to Dave Navarro's house and I have a job for you. <laughs> Does that job involve Carmen Electra? Always. Uh, played by Gina Carino in this episode. Carmen, <laughs> do, not do, do not do that. Do not do that to my imagination. So, so what, what, is, what, what does this puck say? Um, okay, so actually, I, I just have to say, 
At the start of this episode, I just have to say that I've gone into every episode since like the third one thinking this is going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. Somehow, <laughs> somehow, some way, he's going to get betrayed. Something's Some- going to break. Yes. He's going to lose Verdito somewhere. Mm-hmm. Something gonna bad out. is going to happen. <laughs> and uh, so you're, you're listening to this message and he's saying, you know, come back. I The the bad guy, the, they, they brought in more Imperial. Right. They didn't know that this kind of occupation was going to happen, you know, but. Yeah. So things have basically turned to shit and he wants him to come back and take out the the troops that have settled into Navarro. Right, right. But... With a, with a little bit of implication that the the bounties, the uh, his uh, transgressions have been forgiven by the rest of the guild. Sure, if he takes care of this, then right. he, he's good to go. If my memory serves me correct, then after that, he accepts um, the mission, of course, and then he goes to pick up a friend. A friend or two, I'd say. Well, yes. When he, t- he goes around the universe and puts the band back together. That's, <laughs> That's right. You see him show up, and, and, and there's a scene that I want to see more of, and that's two people fighting in a bar with some electric wire holding them together. And it's Gina Carino, <laughs> Cara Dune, and she's fighting some dude who is getting in some pretty good hits. It was like uh, watching uh, the beginning of Rambo 3 where they you <laughs> yeah. know, dip their, their, their fists there into the honey or whatever it is. Yeah. And then they <laughs> the broken yeah. glass and, and then they're you know, fighting oh, each other with that's this. That's why Hot Shots got that. Yeah, that's right. With <laughs> oh, the gummy yeah. bears. But yeah, yeah, so they're fighting with this, this, this like electronic umbilical that apparently does pull them together but it's, oh it's um, fantastic yeah. so and and of course if there's any doubt gina carano just whips his ass eventually in the end. we'll call her she hulk for the rest of this she because hulk, we yeah. want her to play she hulk in the we, mcu we got all no of CGI. our fingers crossed and all of our toes <laughs> yeah oh man she would be the best jenny walters but we'll, we'll get to that uh a little later in another podcast and if uh you weren't already aware surely this episode has made everybody aware that of her history as an oh, MMA fighter. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, You know, I don't know. I didn't know that going into it, but Andrew immediately recognized her and was oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah, she's she's like one of the original MMA, mm-hmm. women's MMA fighters. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's dope. Yeah, uh, I found that out because randomly, thanks to algorithm and the government um, <laughs> spying on us. That, okay. Um, she had an ESPN little vignette, like six minutes, talking about her history in MMA and how that led to her career in um, movies and so on and so forth. But I know she was an MMA um, fighter, but I didn't know she was, like, the start of the women's division. Like, her shit put it, was a catalyst for where it is now. And then also, it was, like, she was also American Gladiator when it came back in yeah, the yeah. mid-2000s oh, yeah. and yeah. brought yeah. that back. She was oh, yeah. that too. And, yeah. and there, there's no keeping her down. She can do it oh, all. No. And now we find out she can also act. And she's yeah. hot. Right. I, I, yes. I, I'm waiting for her album to drop and for her <laughs> to be the banger of 2020. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Please don't but let she be that. Already, <laughs> but she was already cool with Disney because she was in Deadpool. So it has that common element she's to She's going to be the Jennifer right. Hewitt of, of the 2020. What? Oh. Jennifer Love Hewitt didn't fight? Yeah. She didn't have to fight to be a triple threat. Gene Crew already a, is a triple threat. We're what, getting her to wait, be. Wait, 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 What else was Jennifer Love Hewitt at? She had that one song, she Bare sang, Naked. acted, and, and then she's good looking. Triple threat. Okay, well, so. Is beauty it? Okay, <laughs> so, so we've got uh, Gina Carino. <laughs> We're going off the rails, but she fights, she acts, and. Cook? She's good looking. You yes, said good looking. Yeah, good looking is a thing. Yeah, she's already got, so she's already her own triple threat. And she's scary. That's part of the attractiveness. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely yeah, snooze, snooze. like one of the, if not the breakout star for this series. Oh, yeah. Argu- arguably. So oh, definitely. he goes yeah, to pick right, her up. Yeah. She wins the fight. And she's like, uh, I'm not doing any of this. You're an idiot to go back there. And all he has to tell her is, is 
Well, they're Imperials. <laughs> Sign me up, you son yeah. of a bitch. I'm in. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So it's almost incidental, but yeah, it shows up and she's doing her own thing. And look, they're Imperials, and now she's on board. So let's go on to pick up the rest of the band. And the rest of the band being one other character that was on the list, and that is young Ron Perlman. He is still on his farm. <laughs> He's taking care of his giant tadpole creatures. They go in for tea to talk to him about it, and who should walk through the door but... Tattoo. No, that's a different show. Um, the robot. The robot being IG-11. IG-11. Yes. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yes. So. IG-11, the Sentinel bot. Yeah. Um, I mean, so this is our first time seeing IG-11 since, what, like the first? Oh, yeah. I believe so. First yeah. episode? Well, Second? It's, I mean, yeah, sure, first time seeing him, but, I mean, we thought that he was non-existent anymore. Right. right. Exactly. It's, t- it's true. Yeah, last we knew, Mondo had put a blaster... Blast. A laser? <laughs> a laser through, <laughs> yeah. through, what is that called? through IG-11's head place. <laughs> Does he have a head? His central I mean, processing yes, unit. Thank you. Yeah. He's the most upper part of, the bo- of his body. <laughs> so he, he, did, he did blast him in the head, mm-hmm. which was where we left him, but, but we mm-hmm. see a backstory from that moment on, and what happened? Right, so Quill. 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 Uh, had gone back to uh, where the shootout had all happened and found IG-11 and took him back and yeah. fixed him and reprogrammed him. Um, For what? As as a protector. Yeah, so care, caregiver kind of. Yeah. Nurse, nurse, nurse droid. Yes. Yeah. And, hey, uh, we don't really, by this point in the episode, we don't know that he's a nurse droid necessarily. More just of a caregiver. Yeah. He, he's, there to, he's there to take care of people. Right. Um, and Mando and uh, She-Hulk, they're like, no, guns ready to go. And yeah, he's just like, do you want an AT? <laughs> <laughs> no, we do not. I mean, She-Hulk's ready to fight, but but mostly it's Mando. Mando has got something in his past where a droid has done done him wrong. Well, we, we've seen and, that at the beginning well, of his We've seen some instances that reinforce his belief, but from yeah. Jump Street, he's like, no damn droids. Can't, don't touch my ship. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't come anywhere near me. And uh, and so anyway, we've got this uh, IG-11 certain, you know, uh, serving him some chai tea there to, you know, sip in the mm. tent there, and, and he's not having any of it. Directorially, if that's a word. It is. Um, it, they made a really, really great choice in still making IG-11 really unsettling. I mean, he still oh, has yeah. he still has the red sensors. I mean, the it, all the lighting whenever he's around is always, like, very like top down yeah so he's like really backlit you see yeah. the shadows yes, exactly. instead of the face and where where he would be yeah. you know blasting the fuck out of people if, yes. if he were to do so well and there's there's something unsettling about something that can turn around 360 degrees all the time in various i mean different levels of his body there's like a dozen different ways he can turn sure, around but, but you're not seeing the the value of that working in a tea house you serve everyone at once. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Iroh would have loved to. That's right. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, one of them things, too, is like kind of like with General Grievous would make oh, yeah. those type of drawers so fearsome and like deadly in combat. Like, you don't know which way they don't come at you because if you're just like a humanoid, you're like, oh, I could do this, this, and third. They're just like, oh, yeah. So it's hard to defend that. So I like what Tashina brought up about directorial shooting of the scenes because it does make you feel make him feel menacing and, and implies more of how Mando feels about droids too because every time you see him it's just like I can't trust him look at him mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nothing mm-hmm. but shadows and red eyes yeah. Mando is actually there to pick up Quill 
right? Which is interesting. But why do you want to pick up Quill? I mean, Quill's not necessarily a fighter. He turns wrenches. Sure, but he needs someone to watch the child. Verdito. So this already starts to, to lay out some of Mando's plan. Mm-hmm. And that's that he's going to... So that the plan, as stated by Carl Weathers, is come on in, bring the little... Bring the... Uh, call him the prize. The child. Yeah, bring the child. Um, present him. And at that point, we'll just shoot and murder everybody on the planet. Mando's plan is, yeah, okay, maybe we'll get to that point. Uh-huh. But the first thing we're going to do is I know that I'm going to have to go in guns blazing. Uh, Verdito, don't know when he's going to be able to wave his hands and figure that out. So, um, yeah, that's later, right? And um, and so he <laughs> needs a caretaker. And Quill has proven you know, more than capable oh, of yeah. taking care of him. And, but he picks up a little bit more than he, he uh, bargained for. With him. the IG-11 unit, and he's like, no, he's here. He will take care of the baby. He'll be here with me. We'll watch the guy. He'll watch the kid. You go take care of your business. But Quill insists that he brings three of them damn tadpole things along oh, with yeah. in the ship. Now, the ship that so far, my impression has been, is kind of tiny. A little bit. You know, he's got an Probably. upstairs and a downstairs. Maybe got a, a cargo hold for the carbonite frozen... Uh, yeah, yeah, but it seems like very narrow. But can we fit three things that are the size of hippopotamus, hippopotami, like hippopotamus, hippos, auras, hippos. whatever, hippos? We'll go with hippos. That's a good idea. Um, it's like the um, the young X Man when it came to the future. How Beast designed that one truck to be hella big inside, like a TARDIS. Yeah, like a TARDIS. Boom. Yes, he brought it. No, okay. X Man. Hank yeah. McCoy, Beast. He created that apparatus using. Okay, that models. was created in the '60s with. Uh, Doctor Who, so... Uh, uh, Guess what? Yeah. Who, who cares? Oh! That's another episode. Maybe not starring Kelsey. <laughs> it right. won't star Kelsey because it will be Kelsey. I swear, Kelsey always says... He's always the one to say the most controversial shit on this show. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> you say something so controversial yet so truthful. Um, Alright, so so we got the band back together, yeah. right? So we got IG-11, Queel... Three of them tadpole horsey things, right? We've got Verdita, we've got She-Hulk, and Mando. And, that, and, and that's, he's like, no, that, that's, that's a good group. That's a good, good, good group to have. It's not quite a bowling league, but you know what? You'll have a fun time, maybe get some beers. Not enough to start a baseball team. No. Right, but okay. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they land, Carl Weathers is there with his own posse. Out on the, out on the Badlands. Yeah, they're, they're, they're nowhere near the town, and he's like, sorry, we have to meet all the way out here, you know. This is just the way it is. Oh, I see you brought some friends. And he's like, you brought some friends, too. And his friends are some ugly motherfuckers. Yeah, yes, they they, but they may as well have been wearing red shirts. You knew that. You knew going in <laughs> that, that they had no yes. backstory, no names, didn't matter who the hell they were. The only thing they had faces, I think they all had masks on. No, 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 no. They had faces. And I, I've, I've realized the more teeth per face you see on these bad guys, the quicker they're, they're going to die. <laughs> all right, then. If it's just like, ah, no, they can't talk. They're not going to get any speaking roles. Nice. They're fodder. Nah, but you got to think that Carl Weathers had to expect some of this, though, because he brought muscle along with him, either to <laughs> well, overpower Mando or to overpower anybody else. And he knows Mando's not an idiot. Well, yeah, and he's a badass. Yeah. More or less. So well, what, what happens next, Ashina? Well, they make their arrangements and agreements or whatever to um, they con- concoct this plan to go back into town and uh, try and overthrow the— Herner Wersock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spice Nazi. Huh? Yes. Werner Herzog. Yeah. Werner Herzog. You just transliterated the names. It's, it's Her, yeah. Her, that guy. Herner Herzog. Yeah, yeah. And that's why she's looking at your cross yeah. eyes. She's like, that doesn't make any damn sense, Daniel. Have another drink. <laughs> I'm to get some of that whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. But, I mean, they, they got to make the journey first. 
So they're um, in the middle of trying to get from the Badlands, or from where they've, you know, made their arrangements to trying to get to the town, and it's this great vast expanse where we know not what's out there, but Uh clearly something is out there. Yeah, it's still space. It's still, like like, like we learned in the first episode of The Mandalorian, kind of bring it back, it looked like a wasteland. Oh, yeah. And old, old, old buddy... Driving his uh, his speeder gets eaten real right. quick. Yeah, and real estate prices are pretty cheap out there. Oh it's, yeah, it's amazing. But, um, <laughs> so night falls, they make camp. Yeah, so th- this gives you an impression how far out they are, mm-hmm. right? And this is important later. I mean, they are a distance yes. away. Yes. All right. So yeah, they got to stay the night, and uh, and yeah, it is pitch dark, and you know, cinematographically, cinematographically, cinema- no, he's right. Yeah, cinematographic from a cinematographer, cinematograph- topography. <laughs> Cin- with the movie? From a, from a cinematic <laughs> and, uh, perspective. Yes. yes. Um, there we go. If you can't see in the darkness around a campfire, you know something is coming to, to just bite the back of your head off. And that was my exactly. favorite part of that because it reminded me of the pitch black movies, the good oh, yeah. ones. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as that darkness fell and you just see snatch, oh. snatch, oh. and you feel from like, who's next? I was like, if Verdito gets snatched oh, up by yeah. one of these little motherfuckers. Yeah. Because at this point, they have been taking it a step further with the stuff that they're putting my baby in. First, they're like, oh, hey, someone sneezed in his direction. I'm like, don't get him sick. <laughs> Secondly, he falls while we, oh, being held. Oh, he gets dropped. Oh, yeah. and then... <sighs> We didn't get there yet. No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. No, hey, take a deep Keep breath. Breathing. Hold on. But also, like, the red on, from the Daniel. fire mm-hmm. illuminating the people, that right. was dope, Just too. Just barely, yeah. like, yes. casting that, enough light. Once yes. again, a pretty common scene in an old Western, right? Mm-hmm. I got all the cowboys and the ranch hands hanging around the campfire and poking the fire, and then you got some bad guy come from the darkness and shoot somebody in the face. Uh-huh. Well, in this case, it's a dragon. Exactly. Or if it's Liam Nielsen and the Grey, they're wolves, <laughs> snatching them out the Arctic. Or yes. Northern Canada, wherever yes. that was. That was a good movie, though, by the way. These are like legitimate dragons. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They look yes. like straight-up European yes. fantasy yeah, right dragons. Yeah, Game of Thrones yeah. kind of dragons. Uh, yeah. I think there is something in Star Wars lore about uh, Navarro and like dragons there and those kind of winged creatures, but it's it's, it's random stuff, you know? Yeah. The, the fact that Mandalorian takes these random creatures from, like, Clone Wars, Rebels, oh wherever they talk about it and say, hey... You're going to see it live action, but it's not going to be good for anyone. Yeah. The, the point is, they're fearsome, but they come in and they start snatching folks up. And so, of course, they take the red shirts. They're snatched up. Red oh. shirts, red light. And one of the tadpoles. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, start taking the little tadpole horsey no. away. Yeah. Everyone's Everyone shooting, blasting <laughs> us. And, and I'm not sure exactly how he got injured, but also in Carl Weathers takes an injury to the stomach. Well, exactly. one of them comes by and yeah. just claws him. Just claws him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my personage. I'm, gonna I'm not going to be in the sequel. <laughs> Please kill Rocky for me. At which point <laughs> our sweet, precious baby Verdito approaches. And and everyone's like, no, don't touch him. It's gross. It's yuckies. It's yuckies. Well, and young, yeah, they're, young just like, they're, like, they're like just scooting the kid back like in every other adult situation. <laughs> hey, no, just go back and play with your toys. So go young Ron Perlman <laughs> realizing that this kid is older than most of the people there. That's true. He goes, um, no, let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Carl Weathers is like, he's trying to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we have seen him eat a frog without biting it in the so, But yeah, that, that, that would be right. something if he's like chewing on a have hand. Have you seen his tiny teeth? <laughs> He can't hurt no one. He came at him like a like a little green wrinkled spider monkey. Right. <laughs> he starts slurping. <laughs> like opens up his mouth like predator. <laughs> We've learned how bad spider monkeys are, haven't we? Yes, we do. Um, so he goes, puts his hand on him, and we're introduced to a new element of the force, something that we haven't seen before. Uh, 
coincidentally moments before uh, the rise of Skywalker. Yes, but, mm-hmm. yes, and that wasn't coincidence. They know anyone who's going to go see Rise of Skywalker is watching this episode before they go. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I think didn't it open up the oh oh yeah episode seven opened up the week before or came out the week before Rise of Skywalker. I, well, I think it wasn't it the week of, but the Wednesday yes, before they put they, it out Wednesday. Sorry, so they put it way. out early. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so he goes up there and he force heals Which Carl is Weathers. crazy, because everyone's like, and Carl Weathers especially, you see him, like, the gears in his head stop turning one way, come to a grinding halt, and slowly start turning another way. Mm-hmm. I mean, this cat just saved his life. Yes. Like, literally for no damn reason. He didn't do anything to earn it, except for be injured, and a little Verdito, God bless his soul. Okay. <sighs> so, I'm sorry, I do have to backtrack, because okay. there is a moment that speaks to the, like, the importance of like that dichotomy between good and evil or the light side and the dark side of the force right, All right preach because on. Right. there's that moment on the ship where yes yes where uh, Cara Dune and Mondo are arm wrestling and oh yeah yes. and Verdito comes to save him and he he does something pretty kinky he pretty kinky She-Hulk. yes yeah, he's he like he force chokes that girl he was like who is this Fucking with my homie. Yeah, and she needs like, to get whoa, whoa, whoa. the fuck <laughs> over. She's a friend. Yeah. She's a friend. And you and, and watching that moment, he's like, "No, you don't. You don't understand. You, I get it. You right. think she's hurt, but no, this, right. she's a good person." But they <laughs> gave us that moment in order yes. to give us this moment with the force here, yes. so that exactly we can right. really truly understand how young Verdito is, and he that he's not understand. trained. He doesn't. He knows he has these gifts sure. clearly, but he doesn't know what he's doing with exactly. them or how to he use them. For, we, we, we can for absolutely good or assume he doesn't understand the balance. At all, he knows is these are things I can do. Here's someone who is attacking someone who's been taking care of me, and he's probably not got a great understanding of you know context and nuance and everything and I because, wish we did no. because he could have helped out a thousand times up sure. to this point but he only helped out right when the Mudhorn was going to attack Mando mm-hmm. he only helps out when he looks looks like She-Hulk is going to kill Mando yes. okay, except oddly not when they're fighting outside the bar <laughs> in episode <laughs> no because okay, <laughs> he had his chalky milk and he was there just sipping I su- away I suppose if I had my chalky milk I, I would <laughs> he was thirsty you're like, like we'll you see how this goes just let me know how it turns out <laughs> Um, <laughs> or is it like precognition? Maybe he just knows he was going to be all right in that situation. Maybe. How, did he, how did, he, did he think the arm wrestling match wasn't going to turn that's out well? Saying, that's why I said maybe. I don't well, know. So <laughs> it, it, we'll see a little later on. It, he could have uh, helped out quite a little bit there with Queel. Um, True. But if you take a look at the way he's positioned, he's yeah. just looking at Queel. And Queel is, yes, he's exerting himself, but he's not showing right. distress. Uh, well, so. uh, Getting a little ahead of ourselves there. Herself, but but yeah. let's, uh, let's get to that point. Day breaks... They go, they see the ridge over the town, beautiful shot, and uh, you, hear, you hear yeah. guns cock, you hear blasters get ready, and you hear two shots. And in classic Mandalorian style, they, they do it every time, you don't see the blasts until the, the camera goes to the angle. Carl Weathers has shot the two remaining bounty hunters with him, and he goes, they were going to kill you to take the baby, this little guy saved my life. I've had a change of heart. We gotta, we we gotta do this right. That's right. So now we have a, a slightly different plan. Yes. Right? And now the the plan as it as it comes out now is that we're still going to show the baby, but now Carl Weathers is is instead of betraying everybody, is going to help out. Mm-hmm. Which is should which is actually the original plan as communicated to me. Right. Know, right. But right. Still, uh, now it's the it's the real plan. So, uh, but. We're going to do another classic Western trope where we have, you know, the, the mine car full of gold. We'll put a tarp over it, but we'll take all the gold out that's first, right, right? That's right. So we won't see it. In this case, we're going to we're going to have the, the little floating bassinet. 
and then we're gonna take uh, Verdito out, and we're gonna hand him back to Queel. Thank God we picked Queel up on the way. Because young Ron Perlman is a good father figure. <laughs> is he to pick low? This don't think so. He could have been. <laughs> but, but basically, he tells him take the baby back to the ship. We'll take care of this. If it goes sideways, leave. Yeah. Uh, one other addition here is that that how are we gonna just walk right into town? Well, you know, you put me in some shackles, slap my helmet up a little bit. You guys are the ones who captured me. So we're going to have Gina Carano. She has captured Mando. Yes. yes. But Carl Weathers as sort of the bounty manager He's for the planet. He's the facilitator. He's a go-between gonna, man. going to usher all of them into town. Along He's the mouthpiece. With, along with a floating bassinet. Yes. Uh, attached and, to and, and he, he tells he tells Mando it's going to be something like what is it four uh, bounty hunters that he only has with him at that's a right. time four, in the room with the client four uh, troopers four troopers yeah. that's right that's right yeah. they go in it's more than four troopers and it's then a, we see uh, Werner Herzog and he goes I'd very much like to see the baby <laughs> face the baby and he's suddenly Australian um, <laughs> no that's like <laughs> so I'll get the voice there Dude. it's like T. Dingo he's fighting the Australian outback I'd like to see the baby <laughs> Werner Herzog's more like that's, there's the baby that's wildly different <laughs> did a dingle eat it I did <laughs> so yeah so he that's again. not a baby that's a baby that's a baby so here's the tension right yes we have an empty bassinet we have a captured Mando. We have people of supposedly the Empire Trust being you know, Carl Weathers and, by extension, She-Hulk, who captured Mando. Um, and we're just waiting because you know all it takes is, hey, just open up the bassinet. Uh-huh. And, all, and the jig is up. right? And you know. oh, And then suddenly, kind of weirdly, uh, Werner Herzog has to take a call. Yeah. Instead of looking in the bassinet. He's he so close. His hands are there and he's like, there's a baby in there. <laughs> But the fact that he has to take Hold a call, on. all of a sudden our brains, at least my brain, was going, wait, there's somebody higher than, than Werner Herzog, uh-huh. right? And so he's serving somebody different. To quote Qui-Gon Jinn, there's always a bigger fish. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Foreshadowing. Force shadowing. Ah. <laughs> you made it funny. That's right. It was there. I took that was it. Good good. So he gets the phone call. He gets the phone call, and, and, and what happens from there? <laughs> all right, so he's got to take this phone call, right? Yeah. And it turns out that it's this little puck, a little hologram. We're all familiar with that, right? Except it's somebody totally different. Someone we thought died in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, well, most died. of us did. Um, <laughs> Apparently not. But it, all we see so far is this hologram, kind of imperial-looking guy, kind of a robe, looks very important, certainly. And, and Herzog is answering to him, yes, sir, no, mm-hmm. sir. So it's obviously the boss, right? Respect. And before you get your brain gets a chance to even think about Breaking Bad, <laughs> all of a sudden, we've got, we've got I, th- I think the, the, the number was, I think we calculated before, is like a seven and a half million blaster bolts come through the oh window. Oh, my God. And they just kill Werner Herzog and these men. Yeah, they just, just shoot every single person up except coincidentally um all of our heroes yes well, well carl weathers did slip mando the keys he did uncuff himself That's true so they, they had a, ch- a second to realize things were kind of well, again to quote another star wars character the deal has been altered pray <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> alter anymore that's right <laughs> or to quote every other star wars character <laughs> they had a bad feeling yes yes yes, um, yes but uh yeah so so everybody that they had to worry about inside this little cantina has all been shot up and dead right but on the outside of the window, um, there's uh, what, 14.68 million stormtroopers. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, hanging out out there. There's, really, there's, there's, like, there's easily 40 or like 60 of them out there. The point is it fills the courtyard with, with stormtroopers. So, yeah, everyone gets shot up, in a, and the instant Mando you know, raises his head up above water and goes and, and to figure out what's going on, he, he senses Comlink, 
and says, hey, Ron Perlman, get out of here. Quill, get the hell out and start start running. But what's interesting is that apparently the comm link wasn't encrypted or whatever. Um, because by two speeder troopers. Because all the speeder bike troops uh, hear it as well, and they got taken off after him. Two guys on speeder bikes. We think, ah, oh, faceless guys. Eventually we will learn a little more about them. But they take off after him. You, you, you see... Um, Young Ron Perlman yep. taking off as fast as he can. But these these uh, tadpoles are not as fast as speeder bikes. <laughs> no. So you guys keep calling them tadpoles, and this whole series I have called them uh, T-Rex Iguana Piranhas. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's charging out across the Badlands, and it's just giving it its all, but it's not moving very fast. No. Uh, especially compared to speeder bikes, like you said. They're, they're, they're just making up the distance. It would have taken him an hour in no time flat because these are speeders. They're catching up to him. Uh, out steps while while we see Ron Perlman and Vegeta get to the ship, the the bottom oh, part, the, fighter, yeah. the it's, op- it's opening. It lands and it's a beautiful new Tie Fighter. It's, it's pretty sweet. It's Never a seen pretty a TIE sweet. Land one. Like that. No, Ooh. it lands all majestically and out walks a moth. Uh, you may know moths as like Grand Moff Tarkin. So a few yeah. other throughout the extended universe series. This is Moff Gideon, and he's played by Giancarlo Esposito, who you may know from. Breaking Bad, you may know from um, Community. Community. He was also in uh, not the Hunger Games, but the uh, Maze Runner series. Oh yeah, he was in a few of those. Yes. Yeah, yeah right, he's, yeah. he's he's been, been in a, a lot, lot of, shit. of stuff. He's really yes. a good actor, and he's got a great poise about him. Oh yeah, yeah. so good. Uh, the, you know, the costume, he's that the poker situation. face. Yeah, he he could stare right through you. Mm-hmm. But you have Emperor Palpatine walk on, and you look at him, and he's just dead evil, and everything about him is bad, and you don't want it know anything else about him he's just evil right but this guy walks out and you kind of got the impression that he's um like ridiculously smart well yeah he's calculating he's not just evil for evil's sake with palpatine he wanted to um harness the dark side destroy the light side and go from there moff gideon seems like the kind of guy who will make a deal as long as it's mutually beneficial Word. He, he's not just there to kill them he even says ah here's my cards i could kill you guys i need something you have so let's make this work and going forward, I'll let you live. The path of least but, resistance. I mean, he's demonstrated that he's ridiculously smart. Even without seeing the bassinet, even without seeing Mando, without having the bait, without having Verdito in his arms, he even suggested via that little holographic telepod thing with Werner Herzog that uh, Herzog said, "Hey, we got the baby," and he said, "Are you sure? Because yeah, I don't think you do." I would, I would <laughs> double check that if you know. And and you know, and then eight billion. Laser bolts. They're fucking the bounty hunters and mercenaries. Why would you trust anything without seeing it for yourself? Right. Well, I would trust Mando with the lives of my children. Uh, yeah, no, of course. Maybe I'm not with. on Navarro. No, and, and maybe not too many at a time. But, but I can you know, see his yeah. eyes. All <laughs> thing he do is speak lies. So before the episode ends, we see uh, Quill going, trying to get there. We we finally uh, see the, the lasers start on the little cantina. And then we see Queel on the ground. No, no, no. We have, there's a, an important little flash scene in between Yeah, tell, there, right? tell me what that is. And that's where we see the, the tail and the door of the ship open up. And then, and you know, cut back to the city, cut back to Queel. And now we see Queel as a smoking corpse on the ground. And they've done something worse than just dropping my baby. They've dropped my baby in the desert. That's right. Without a drink of without water. Without a drink of water, without a frog to eat, without a song in his heart, yeah. my hey, baby has fallen. He wasn't fallen or on the ground for very long no he wasn't he gets snatched up by that speeder trooper and the episode ends right and then we go into wild speculation oh yeah oh yeah for at least a week you thought that um well i know i knew maybe i still know that ig11 killed quill i don't think that's what happened man 
know why that well, scene's there. Where I think maybe the stormtrooper was aiming for the ship and accidentally shot Quill. So here, but we're going to know. We're going to talk in about uh, like ninety seconds about why that's not the well, not what happened. I know, but that's why I said he was aiming for the ship right, and so, shot Quill. Yeah. So wild speculation. I was on record, totally on record, as IG Eleven had killed Quill because he was under some kind of like Order sixty six programming or something like that from Moff Gideon. You didn't believe that <laughs> droids could change. That's right. That's right. I'm solidly in the Mando camp over here. So, um, <laughs> but the droid couldn't change. Moff Gideon was way too smart for him. That they he had programmed IG-11 from the outset. Probably part of the, the Bounty Guild. And as it turns out, that I was like ninety four percent wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say okay. almost all the way wrong. We, we get the final episode of the season. Well, so we have episodes. They have Rise of Skywalker. So we're I not mean, here to talk about Rise of Skywalker. I know, but just to give you an idea about the cacophony of Star Wars lore being just downloaded into everybody's brains, everybody's talking hey, about it. Hey, can't stop. If you can't, can't handle stop. it, then that's fine. We all have different levels of dealing with it, and, and that's okay. Okay. <laughs> if you can't stand the heat, well then, then five other rooms in the house. The temperature down for you. <laughs> and would, would you like all something right. to drink? You know, it's a classic scene. Uh, so we get the final episode of the season, episode eight. Coming episode at you. eight and. I didn't know what to expect. I don't know how you guys felt going into it. Tashina? Okay, well, so I consider myself a very casual Star Wars person. Sure. Uh, we love you personally. Anyway. It's fine. Thank you. Ditto. I appreciate it. You're um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I mean, I know enough that, like, I wasn't completely lost going into The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew enough going into, like, going into it as far as where it takes place after the saga that we know. And, right, right, you know, right. Um, but what was unclear to me almost the entire time is exactly what remains of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, oh, and, I mean, y- you know that there's obviously enough for there to be, you know, stormtroopers Remnants around. But all like, over the place, yeah. Know, just to go back, because like, I just listened to the first episode, uh, episode in the series that we did, and TJ had a very good point where he's talking about how the stormtroopers that are in the room in the cantina with... Um, on Navarro with uh, Werner Herzog. Yes. Yes. Um, look beat up. They look like their suits <sighs> haven't been maintenanced in... They live in a trailer. Right. I mean... Yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely right. They're, right they're, kind, of, so, they're kind of hidden <laughs> out. It's like, you know, they're Nazis after the fall of, you know, mm-hmm. the Nazi regime. I mean, there's Trying obviously some some kind of law out there that still needs to be avoided for, you know, Cara Dune and... and right, right. You know, um, but so for me, watching... Moff Gideon and his troops arrive, and he's in this like super grand ship. Pretty nice looking, you know. Piece of like the that's a big technology. moment where it's like, okay, this is this is this is this just got really serious. Yeah. So and the, yeah. Okay. So it's important to know that even throughout Star Wars canon, that the Empire wasn't didn't have a Death Star over every planet. No. So didn't have a Star Destroyer over every planet, and so they were often ruled or like in a pseudo occupied by a battalion or a company of stormtroopers. So you might have like 60 stormtroopers there or something like that with its associated officers and things like that. You might have three or four TIE fighters. Like but, that. but you're saying to Sheena, he brings a battalion. Right. And, and well, and it's bigger than anything that he's faced right. before challenge wise. Yeah. Right. 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 And so having said all of that, and before we get into episode eight, because <laughs> okay. there's some stuff I really want to get into with I episode know. eight. As a as a casual Star Wars fan, and um, knowing enough about the series, 
uh, to not be completely lost on it or to mm. not be disinterested about it. This Conversational, is, not fluent. Right. This is, hands down, the best content that is Star Wars related for like people who people exactly like me who don't yeah. necessarily need the great big epic saga that is the movies in order to enjoy the Star Wars universe. Well, and you said something very similar last time we had you on for this. Uh, almost the exact same thing where uh, we talked about John Favreau and when he when he uh. took over for Iron Man when he when he did Iron Man it was uh, here's a character you don't need all the history of but if you know it mm-hmm. here's the Easter eggs for you and if you're new to the show. Hey, you're going to have a great time. There were enough Easter eggs in this last episode that I was not aware of that, mm-hmm. like, after the episode ended, I had to get on my phone and be like, right, oh, my God, right. what, is this? what is this? What is happening? What's going to happen next in season two? <laughs> well, then that, that accomplished everything that Mandalorian was supposed to do. Absolutely. It was get, get more new casual watchers interested in, in it and look up the greater lore right. that is the Star Wars game. Well, and, and not just by saying, here's another Skywalker doing something cool that you might like if you sure. like action, right. but here's a different character altogether. With their own story that, you know, if you like westerns, you're in for westerns. If you like space battles, we got space battles. If you love cute little tridactyls, <laughs> well, have we got a show for you. And then the VeggieTales song starts. And that's the problem, too, with um, <laughs> Star Wars is the Skywalkers as well. Because that shit is so divisive. Because so, for so many years, people have put their own thoughts and ideas and hearts into these characters. Yeah. That they can't let anything happen that doesn't align with their own thoughts. Because just like Tashina, I'm a casual Star Wars fan, and I love The Mandalorian. It's one of the few things you could give to somebody or tell somebody, sure. yo, watch this. Like, I don't like That's Star Wars. Thing. Don't worry about all right, that right. Darth. No. no. Just watch it. <laughs> That's right. Enjoy it. Fall in love with Vredito. Because that's what I did. I never felt this way about a lot of shit that I care about in my life. But this little green thing... <laughs> Makes my heart swell like the Grinch in so yeah. many ways. No, no. At first, were you afraid? Were you petrified? Yes. <laughs> okay. I, just, I had to ask. So, I thought we was going to go into a whole I, I, I was waiting for TJ to jump in with the second lyrics, but he's over here shaking his Yay. head. No, all right, all right. <laughs> I didn't want to go down that road. No, no, no. Okay, I, I saw okay. You, you set up, you set, I, 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 I popped it up to right. you and you just stared at me <laughs> blankly. Um, so, episode eight starts very differently than what we've seen before. Normally, it's here's Mando, here's Verdito, here's where they're going. This time, we are treated to two stormtroopers played by Adam Pally and Jason Sudeikis, yes. and they're just sitting there waiting for orders outside of the town. And then so, shit. Okay, all right. Hold on, no, no, no shit no, happens. No, Dan, no, Dan, hold, Dan, on, Dan. hold on, hold on. Kick, <laughs> let, me, let, let, let me finish what Before I was going to say about happens, this. happens, they're kicking this shit and just having casual conversations. That's what I was going to say. Between uh, two give it a second. Okay, give it a second. It didn't look like that. It looked like you were fired up. Like I'm, you gonna, gonna I'm about, about to be fired up. Not give me a second. It's not it time. It's it time in like 30 seconds after this happens. Just give it a second. Hold on. Okay, Daniel, go ahead. Now I'm getting fired up. Now I'm going to go all Alex Jones oh. on this shit. Now you it's the Empire let me and I want you to believe that this tridactyl, it smells like brimstone and he's out here to change the way we think. Oh okay, brimstone real quick. Um, so they're out there. They're outside of the town. And then they just start this dialogue that is so familiar with each other. And like, they're the two guys on the job. It's dumb. It's... <laughs> they're hearing about other stormtroopers getting killed willy-nilly 
And one of the guys is like, I don't like that, you know? And he's like, I follow orders. Like I, I, know, I know what I'm doing with this job. Like the henchmen from Venture Brothers. Yes, just like the henchmen from Venture Brothers. They're just stupid stormtroopers. But then... Well, well the, the scene that we're in, though, is that they brought the the child to, we, <laughs> a, to a meeting spot outside the city. Sure, but we didn't see that. All we see is one of them with a satchel. Well, okay, yeah, but they're, And they're, then the satchel makes a noise that we are very accustomed to. And then what happens? Tashina? Paint me a word I picture. I can't. I can't. I can't bring myself to, to discuss it. Say it. Say I'll it. Say Kill it. Will the past they, die. They, they, Kill it if you have to. <laughs> say it. <laughs> Your parents they, were nothing. They start, <laughs> they start to beat up precious baby oh Gordito. Oh, okay, okay. TJ says, "Oh my God!" Like they're not hitting an infant in a bag. Well, <laughs> like, technically, he's like, not. This infant. is he's fifty years old. They age it differently. No, not by that. Please do not put me in that camp. No. Um, <laughs> You're no, ready point, to rumble on what, Little Verdito. So they what, almost gave him the people's pile driver. So there's a couple of things that happened before this that are important. One like is a that, punches. That's that right. they show they show up to, to the site there and they just stop. And it's like, hey, uh, why don't you call Moff there, Moff Gideon, and, and tell him we're ready. See if, he's, <laughs> see if he's coming. It's like, dude, I am not calling that guy because he just like – Kills folks, kills all his <laughs> own people care. all the time, and eventually he does call because like one of the tenants and says, "Hey, hey, uh, is uh, getting ready to come pick him?" He goes, and on the other end of the the comedy, he goes, "I don't know, man. One of his assistants just walked up there and he just killed him. He just killed him for no reason." So this is just this is just like two wa- blue white. They have white collars because they have white armor. Sure, but, but blue collar dudes just hanging out like like man. So what's going <laughs> on? Work. Well, work sucks, dude. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, hey, you know about the boss? Yeah, he's a shithead. Sure. Okay, you know. But it's kind of like what Kelsey said. If you've watched the Venture Brothers, this is Henchmen yes. twenty one and twenty four. Exactly. Just watching Brock Samson kill everyone <laughs> in a compound and being like, that guy's dead. Oh, do you hear that? That is death by yeah, Samson. Oh my god. Stay back here. Now, <laughs> now, as, as you recall, I mean, I was on record as saying IG eleven. You know. Killed Quill, right? Uh-huh. Daniel's on record as saying the stormtroopers on speeder bikes moving 1,000 miles an hour were able to shoot Quill and not hit Baby Verdito, right? Because yeah. okay. maybe they were aiming for the baby. So now we have a... What a ship. <laughs> so now, so now, we have a a scene. now we have a scene where the two guys, they, there's a can, may as well have been a Budweiser can, hanging out there <laughs> in, the, in the wasteland, right? Um, and they both pull out their blasters, and they're like... 20 feet away right <laughs> you could throw a watered up piece of paper and hit this beer can and they fire like a dozen and a half shots and can't hit the thing at all right what makes you think a speeder bike blaster is gonna is gonna be you're, able to hit you're not again Verdito. mishearing me i'm saying they're not aiming for quill and that's why they've hit him yeah they aim for the moon or the ship or something next to him <laughs> yeah the quill. They, they aim yeah. for the ship or even the baby saying you know snipe the baby and instead shot Quill on the head. And to quote Jay-Z, even a broken clock is right two times a day. That's like Mark Twain. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I'm, no, no, no. Besides that, Besides I know Mark Jay-Z Twain. didn't come over, but I'm quoting Jay-Z because he said okay. it. To quote Kanye West, I am God. Well, you guys are forgetting the number one rule of Star Wars and how these stories are written. What's that? It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's fair. That's right. That's right. That's it, it doesn't matter. I mean, because if it makes sense. Right. <laughs> you're right, girl. You're right. Yeah, if it makes sense. Because who if fucked it, Palpatine for reals, though? The world. Oh, wait. I thought it was who run the world. Oh, the girls. No. Skywalkers. Girls. All right. Um, <laughs> who shot Quill? Girls. Uh, maybe not. Anyway, so but the point is, there. It, this is such a great scene. So much of the, so many minutes of this episode are devoted to these two yeah. stormtroopers just sitting there. Like we all, I we actually kind of begin to identify them. Yes, there were a couple. Of, there were two times. 
where, where the hold on there are two times where the the stormtrooper did do a, a slap through the bag at who we know is Vergito he says in there. slap like he didn't have no, a no. fist. It's not, it's, not, it's not a good thing. <laughs> right? a Mike Tyson but fist. compared to what happens here in a second, it's nowhere near as bad. <laughs> so, um, But the point is, is their heads come, you're, you're actually kind of relating to them like they probably should be drinking a beer there and you should be talking well, about before their you kids get to them hitting soccer them, or whatever. When one of them goes to shoot the can and it doesn't work, the other guy who has the baby, he's like, all right, pulls out his gun like he's going to do it, and he misses. And they both just shoot in there for about five, ten seconds, yeah. missing it, and then he grabs his gun kind of shakes it. the gun and shakes like it's the gun's <laughs> fault. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so they're still, they're still waiting because that's the whole job is just to wait out there, right? Wait for somebody to come out and pick up this kid. And um, and, and then the worst happens. And it, it's, it's tough to describe, but... Um, I've been to counseling for PTSD, and, and I feel like I can share this in some grown-up, mature terms. Word. Um, Spit it out. Okay, hold on. Oh, no, no. <laughs> All right, before you do it. Okay. So they open up the bag, and it is absolutely Verdito. We already knew it all along, but there he is, right? And he's looking cute as hell. As always. As always. I mean, like he woke up that way. And <laughs> and the other stormtrooper's like, oh, look, it's, it's, it's just cute. It's, should we give him some water? I bet he's thirsty. It's like the desert and shit, right? We should give him some water because we don't want him dead. And uh, and he's hanging out there. He looks away and puts his finger there. And Verdito, God bless him, bites the shit out of this, this stormtrooper, right? Just his finger. <laughs> oh, let's see where he's going with this. <laughs> calm down, TJ. TJ, calm. TJ, calm down. <laughs> Hands okay. on tables. All right. All right. And then, and then he does the unspeakable. He outright punches yep. Verdito. This was right, a slap. Right in his <laughs> cute little baby Yoda face. Right in his face. And the whole world, not just my living room, not all of us here at the table, but everybody in the world. It was, it was the punch felt around the globe. That's right. Where were you, Daniel, when, when Verdito was punched? Uh, crying on the floor. That's right. No, Everybody's got a I'm, memory. I was in my living room, and I almost went to the Avatar state. Like, I like all my shockers, and I was about to blow somebody the fuck up. I, I remember as a kid seeing my dad watch the Raiders lose on TV and yep. him punching the TV, and I'm like, I don't understand how anyone could ever feel that way. And then I saw this scene, and I'm like, I don't care whose TV this is. And it's gotta go. This, this little biker scout that I've grown up with since Return of the Jedi <laughs> over here, I, I'm looking at him like, and I thought, you know, whatever, Empire, he's got kind of cool armor. Maybe I'll cosplay that someday. No, fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck I'm that guy. Tired of that. <laughs> No way. That guy needs to die in every incarnation and in every version and every flavor that he comes in. And he just needs to be a smoking corpse every, wherever he can. And I, thank God. Now, now I, I would never say he's going to be a smoking corpse. A, a, a corpse. And, and before we get to the rest of it, because we do need to cover the rest of this final episode. Perhaps. I say Verdito needs to eat. I say I'm a good parent. I say we cut him up into pieces, uh, Ewok style, and serve him up in a <laughs> nice Let celebration. Him up, put him in some like Gerber baby food jars. No, no, baby Yoda's got teeth. We got to start getting them to chew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you don't. Tummy time. And, and there, for full Virginia. irony, we have Carl Weathers serve it to him. He might be. <laughs> might be like matter eating lay. He might just gonna, just take it all back. With all right. Force. I mean, we could stop the episode there. I know right? that. Vegeta got punched, but. We got to have justice, right? So we got to keep going. But right on the heels of that, and we also don't have time for my heart to restart at that point, right? But someone without a heart shows up, That's thankfully. Right. Someone who you thought was the betrayer. And this IG 11 unit blasts both of those stormtroopers who can't hit them, who can't so, shoot them. So and he's just walking up to them. He, he snatches them by the arm. Judo flips them around, pounds his face into the speeder bike a couple <laughs> of times. It's wonderful. Oh, it was justice, right? Justice served cold. Served cold, <laughs> uh, metallically cold even. That's right. He, he kills them. He gets on the bike. 
And instead of taking him back to the ship to leave... Because that's, that's the responsible that's thing to do. So, Tashina, I got to ask. Mm-hmm. Did you ever babysit? Like as a kid? Or yeah. like as a teen? Mm-hmm. No. No, never? No. Okay, then. I did. Um, whoa, whoa, that's kind of sexist. Why did you ask the only Yeah, why, why didn't you ask us? Because I wouldn't bus. trust the two of you with children. Um, but guess what? But um, I have You would be right. Yeah. But I had <laughs> Yes. But we, Even though I didn't want We to. grew up brown. You watch kids no matter what because your mom's like, we're going to go somewhere. And You're in a, charge. And if anything's wrong. Exactly. So, and being right. the oldest of the kids, I had to make sure we didn't burn shit down. Yep. But I also all made right. sure so, we did the most. So back when now, we did burn shit down sometimes. So, Not my blood. So back when you were babysitting and the Jets and the Sharks were going to fight down in, in whoa, New York City. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Do you hear West all the assumptions he's making? West Side Story. With the Puerto Ricans. Read a book. No, no. I just said it was We were a hairspray house. Grease is the word. That's all I got to say. Right. Right. No, John Waters wins every time. Yes, thank you. Right, so, if you knew that was going to go down, would you just go ahead and scoop up the kid you were in charge of and just walk him on down to Gangland Central? Okay, but has his parents paid me before the night? Or and question. is that where the girl I'm in love with is at? Because I got to. <laughs> oh, are we talking about adventures and babysitting? Do you have a song in your heart? And tonight, tonight. <laughs> oh, I always got a song. It's in my Good heart. Morning Baltimore. Tonight. One. Um, <laughs> TJ will only sing on his terms. I see that. Yeah. I see that. Uh, okay, so instead of taking him back to the ship and leaving like he should, yeah, he goes and takes him towards the city. Okay, but he's able to assess risk. Yes. IG-11 can assess risk, which means that he probably felt like he had better chances of survival going back and and trying to save and oh, yeah. be but, but, but around that's the Cara thing. Dune. IG-11 and is the one who could save them. He's the only one. They're trying to save themselves. They're outnumbered. I don't think he knows all that, though. He just knows that he's got to get back to... That Quill is dead, and that he's got to get back to Mondo and okay. Cara Dune. So he, he is, he is relying they're on the programming. Crew. He... He's probably dialed into the comm link. I think that he knows that, that Mando and the rest of the crew are pinned down. And that if he just waits on the ship, nobody's coming. And so he's got to go and fight Fair Han. enough. Fair enough. That's and, probably and, and what he, it is. He's not, you know, I guess not technically programmed to fly that ship. We did have that one droid who knew oh, how to in, yeah. the, in the Prison Break episode. Uh, so so let's just switch uh, views here for a second. Mando, Cara Dune, and Carl Weathers, they're in there. Mm. And they try and blast a hole in the grate, not happening. Oh, yeah. So, oh, and so we're seeing the these stormtroopers. There are tunnels underneath the city. Oh, yeah, Mandalorian tunnels. Mandal- and so they're going to try to escape into that. But no dice. try can't happen. Yeah. Now we see this giant cannon being set up. Holy cow. And, oh, and, and Moff Gideon says, tell you what, let's make a deal. I know who you are, lists off all of Mando's past. I know who you are, Cara Dune, lists off her past. Yeah. And I know who you are, Carl, Carl Weathers, and lists off his boxing career. It's amazing. <laughs> Yo, he had the Carfax for all the motherfuckers. That's right. Like, Except the So him, him being the kind of shrewd business operator he is goes, tell you what, I'll give you till nightfall. Another common Western trope. Yes, because why not just shoot the <laughs> shit out of him right now? <laughs> exactly. If I give you that time, yeah. you will uh, uh, rationalize your way into saying this is the best deal. But instead of waiting till even the sun starts to peak, we hear the speeder come through. And here is IG-11, guns a-blazing, looking like Alice from every uh, Resident Evil movie. That's right. Just blasting away. Yeah. Oh, my God. With Perdido strapped to his chest. <laughs> yes. But then he, like, like, whips him around in the back, too. Like, <laughs> he's just firing it, you know, cross his I'm arms like, around in 360. And, just, oh, my. This <clears throat> might be the coolest scene ever. And it was, uh, I mean... 
forgiving the fact that we're talking about a sentient right. android in a galaxy far, far away, um, it was kind of realistic. He wasn't killing every stormtrooper, no. but just about all of them. And the way he kept hiding the baby and crouching to exactly. save him, oh my god. He was god. eliminating all the immediate threats. Like, you're about to shoot me, boom, 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 you ain't shot yet, I ain't fucking with you, word. Let me get straight to where I need to get to. And in, in the end, he acts as a distraction. Yes. So all the, the 78 billion stormtroopers that are out in the, car, the courtyard all turn, turn right, yep. and they go, oh, what the hell's coming out of there? And that's enough of a break for everybody in the canteen. To start Carl Weathers yeah. and Mando come out, they're blazing their guns. Just, Cara Dune gets her big gunner thing, and she's just... This is just like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, by the way, right? So they get they get the distraction, they come out, You can't see his face, but it is beautiful. It's awesome. And But they're shooting... Blasters. Uh, Kara's got this, you know, this massive repeating rifle. Oh, it's it's, it's like what we saw with Big Boy uh, in the earlier episode with the Mandalorians, or with yes. uh, or who's uh, with uh, Jesse Ventura and Predator. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. Or the Dwayne the Rock Johnson in the second GI Joe movie. That's right. Or, Sarge- or like Dwayne Johnson yes. in the Fast and Furious movie when he took the fucking Gatling gun off the goddamn helicopter. Was just, ah, so this is working. So this is reality. And yes. then <laughs> Moff Gideon comes out and sees Mando standing next to the E Web Cannon Power Generator, and he's like, "Well." Yeah. I can't he's kill not this just guy. Like standing next he's to it. He's riding yeah, it. He's, he's using the cannon. Yeah. yeah. And so instead of shooting the the cannon itself, he shoots the generator, which is smart. It, it's a very smart move and blows him off. And it plays into the whole, the whole thing about him being a smart, exactly. calculated villain. And, and so it's important to note smart. that that most of the storm, yes, yes. most of the stormtroopers are kind of kind of KO'd or, or shot and everything like that. There's still a threat, um, but now we've got, m- most everyone's been injured. Kara snatches up Mando and hauls him back into the cantina. Carl Weathers finds his way back there as well. IG-11's blasting blast him walking just backwards. Smoking stormtroopers as he goes in, and uh, he eventually makes his way into the cantina. So now we're all kind of back where we started with about half as many stormtroopers, but still Moff Gideon outside. Moff Gideon's like, alright, you know what? Burn them. Burn them all. And so we get the first... This is not the actual first time we've seen one of these, but um, it is first time chronologically that we've seen a flame trooper. Yes. Mm. Now, now, yes, chronologically, sure. Uh, at the same time, Cara Dune shows IG-11 the... Uh, oh, the grate. The grate. Yeah, to access the tunnel. But yeah. Mando has been uh, affected from this blast next to the generator. And he's like, oh, it's fine. He, I just hit my head, you know, kind of deal. And there's just blood. Yeah, so Mando's basically going to die from yeah, his, head, his head injury. Yes, yes. So it's important to know that that he is going to die yeah. from the, because Kara says, "Hey, you know, like I got a bandaid here in my pocket. Here, we can help you out if you just take your helmet off." It's like that time when uh, we went to uh, the bar next door and I cut my finger, <laughs> yes. and you guys tried to put a bandaid on it, and it just kept bleeding everywhere. You were going to die. You put we're all going to die. You put a bandaid on it like it was Joe from you, and that figure was not about to heal. Blood everywhere. Everywhere, and I'm like, come <laughs> on. It was probably a or little worse tape. than that. Yeah, it was duct tape and super glue that eventually ended up saving my no, life. Super glue saved my Just life. About everything. Yeah. Similar to that, they, they they get the grate open. Mando says, "Take the kid, go find the Mandalorians, well, I'm sorry, give so them no, this." It's important to say, to stop here for a second and say that and say that Kara said, "Hey, if I take your helmet off, I can put this bandaid on your head." Oh, that's and, right. And a fix you. And he says, "No, not only no, but fuck no," and puts his blaster. This is not the way. I'm going to shoot you if you try. Yep. And and she's like, "No, we he was like, do it, right?" Kara, he's like, "I got adult <laughs> onset acne. You take that off, I'm going to end you." <laughs> you don't write this in the The mask is by far the better view. I'm still in the before phase. I'm trying to grow a mustache, and I look like I'm 12. You will get there one day. One day. <laughs> well, maybe not soon. But. So, yeah, no, right. no, no, before that happens, the flame trooper comes in, 
Flame. Oh, so every so everybody's there. Everybody's vulnerable. <laughs> They're all trying to take a breath or taking a knee, trying to recalibrate, right? And yeah, the flame trooper busts through the front door and just lights the whole place up. But I'm sorry, I I, I can't. I'm trying so hard to remember what if Verdito right. does. What does he do? Oh, well, okay, so before thing, yeah. and before that. I just had to critique the flame, um, the flame troopers uniform. Cause oh, it is dope. No, it was trash to me. I'm like mm, jagged ass red lines. He should have came in like Optimus Prime from the Transformer movies or like Rodimus. You Prime. wanted to see I a wanna... semi truck come in and then be like, are you asking me seriously? <laughs> but no, I wanted it look like flames. Like if you're gonna put just some red, put some like style. You were like, like hot rod flames on his clone trooper <laughs> yeah. uniform. Well, These are hot rod flames. I mean, like at least. <laughs> like Rodimus Prime, like give me a flame decal. Don't just have red here, red there. Listen, Motherfucker, make them all listen, red. Listen, these very, are not Mega would, Man Battle Network characters. No, no, I would. Are they not? This is a Warhammer for crying. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. You just could put an F for flame. I would be fine. With an that. F for flame. But it was like red here, red he'd be there. Made fun red. Of, he'd be made fun of in the barracks. Look, look, F Trooper. <laughs> what else is going to be happening? And guess what? He destroys everything his shit touches. Unlike the other stormtroopers that. Yeah, but Gonorrhea will do that to you. It's true. I know. It's true. It's not his fault he's the proper he's guy. Gotta, he's <laughs> the one that just like spreads that burning feeling. Word. I just got that feeling uh, so, inside of so, me. So he comes in. Uh, the, flame, the flame's coming. Yes, he came and in. And we, we are treated once again to the beauty, the, the awesome power of Baby Verdito. Yeah, Verdito just handles the whole situation. And he handles! Like, yeah, oh, uh, she said handles. <laughs> That's good. Handles. I like it. Go ahead. This, for, this force push that uh, and he's got his eyes closed again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it's a great, big, beautiful, glorious moment where <laughs> yeah. you again see the power of Verdito and uh, <laughs> that he's a force to be reckoned with. Yes, you can pretty much charm world. That uh, flame trooper, yeah. well done over there. And I think he's starting to understand that he has the power to do these mm-hmm. things. You know, but this is also the time when Carl Weathers sees him do that. Yeah. yeah. The fuck is this lizard guy doing yeah. over here with waving his hand and everything? And look at that—the flame went back out <laughs> the door, right. and everyone's yeah. happy, right? Exactly. So, so IG Eleven, uh, of course, has you know his Swiss Army knife attachment to his arm. They're like a welder, right? And you know, arc cuts right through the grate there that they've been all been trying to cut through, and everybody's going out. And Mando says, "Just give me a pistol. I'll hold him off. I'll buy you time." All right? And we're like, "Okay, John Wayne. Now, come on, easy. Now. This isn't the well, Cowboys, okay?" Weirdly. Well, hold on, Pilgrim. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we've ever brought that up, but no, uh, one so. of the the stunt actors, the guy behind the mask or the guy in the suit, is actually John Wayne's grandson. Now, that's not oh, Pedro right. Pascal. That's the stunt double. Yes, that does it. Is is actually John Wayne's grandson? So yeah, just write that down. Yeah, that's amazing. So. uh he, everyone leaves through. He gives them a necklace with the Mandalorian crest. Says, "Give them this; they'll get you through." IG Eleven stays behind. Kind of like a and he's like, gift card to, yeah. to the, <laughs> And he's like, yeah. "Take off your helmet. I can heal you." And he goes, "No, no living thing can ever see why I look under the helmet." I was like, <gasps> "And IG that just and everyone goes quiet." IG Eleven says. Well, I'm not alive. And I say that shit right before he said, like, that motherfucker ain't alive. That's right. right. And And Pedro Pascal takes it off. So after eight episodes, seven and a half episodes. And I thought it was going to cut to a different scene, so we didn't see it. But I was like, oh, no. And then you realize he does have a mustache like he was trying to grow up. It looks like he's 12. (laughs) You're not alone. (laughs) I was like, okay. If he can wear it, I can wear it. Are you guys disappointed that they showed his face this soon? No. No, because I already know who was playing. But still, I mean, it was. It's hard for me to. I know what you're saying, but it's hard for me to take it. I think it's the importance of the moment. Like, if we had seen his face when he took it off eating in that one episode, I would have felt cheated. Yeah. The way oh, that yeah, they did definitely. it this way, it's like, I know I'm not alive. 
That's I, yeah, I like the loophole he drove right through. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty mm-hmm. cool because now Kara hasn't seen him with his no. helmet off. Right. Nobody exactly. else has seen him. You know, IG Eleven has seen him with his helmet off, but that's not going to matter here shortly. Right. But, right. Um, but yeah. So do you think they should have kept it like Judge Dredd style with Carl Urban and just kept the helmet on him the whole time? No, I I. At first, I was like, "Oh man!" I mean, of course, I knew I knew it was Pedro Pascal too. I knew I know. what it was. Like us, yeah. There was no mystery behind that. But um, at first, I was like, "Wow, okay, they really did it. They did it this soon. Okay, fine." Would but- you describe it as afraid and or petrified? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna keep trying this all the time. One of these um, times it's gonna work. It's gonna U- work. Ultimately, I'm not disappointed that they that no. they showed his face. I think it was a good moment. It uh, kind of cemented that um, the relationship that Mondo had with droids was changing. Right. He he really quickly warms up to IG11 after this moment. Yeah, well, realizing one, yeah. not only did he take care of the child, he saved his life. And he wasn't gonna, you know, betray them in any way. And that, you know, what Queel was right. In death, Queel was right. Well, yeah. So we're gonna find out that for damn sure here in a minute. But um, but first, they they, they face so, all the Mandalorian armor in the tunnels. Well, so he gets back to Sprayed, and he's gonna heal up in a few hours and whatever. And so he's so they all go down into the sewers, and the first thing they encounter is another thing that's a little bit shocking to people. I mean, so far we've had um, eight billion lasers come through the can- canteen, and nobody thought of right. Boom. We've got the super awesome excitement of IG Eleven smoking the rest of the town, right? And then we well before that we got Verdito get punched in the face, and everybody cried. And then, and now we see a Stop we it. see a big pile of Mandalorian armor yeah. just, I mean, gathered up, but essentially discarded here in the, in the tunnels. And we all know that Mandalorian armor is made from Besker steel, right? Besker steel. And we know that uh, we know the importance of the armor and especially the helmet to to every Mandalorian in the culture, right? And to see that many piled up, I mean, the first thing I thought of was what is it, episode. Four or five or whatever it was when uh, they brought the the baby back and then but well, no, it's episode two busted them out, right? And then the rest of the Mandalorians all broke the code, broke the yeah. bounty hunter code, but kept the Mandalorian code right, this is right, the way. Right. And I thought, wow, I kind of thought they all survived. I didn't really know what happened to them, but damn, I guess they all got whacked. Well, uh, they either got whacked or or they left everything and abandoned their post to go you know start again because we don't know if they died. But to take that mask off means they're not a Mandalorian exactly. anymore. Exactly, but they but so but, said, but that's the death, thing. The uh, the stormtroopers knew where they were. Yeah, and instead of knowing who they are, if they left everything, they could go and start again. They're Mandalorians. They're resilient. They have proven they're not gonna die out. And before we have much time to wonder about that, we get reintroduced to the Forger. What is yeah. her, her name? The, is the Black Armor. She comes in. <clears throat> the Blacksmith. She is amazing. Possibly. The best character because her consistency Damn. to what she believes, the fact that she's the one who set him up with what she, you know, what he had. She's the one who gives him his signet at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she, so we, we, sorry, we, I have to point out, like, we can finally settle the debate and put it to rest that Mandalorian is a creed. Yes. It yes. is yes. not a race. It's more like a culture. Right. It's yes. a way of life. It's yeah. not, you are not. You know, it's not. They could look like anything under those. That's right. Masks it's kind of like they're you could, foundlings. Like you could be an Avenger, but you can't be a Wakandan. Yeah, Wakandan yeah, yeah, yeah like no, Anybody could be an Avenger, but you got to be from Wakanda. Be from Wakanda. Right. So it, we even see that in part of his backstory when he remembers and seeing him as a kid, seeing the droids, and then seeing those uniform-looking Mandalorian come down, yeah. pick him up. Blast off and just hold on to him was a, such a sweet moment where you're like, this is why he is who he is. Mm-hmm. So the, the the blacksmith 
She's like, this is what happened. We went to save you. We lost. We lost a lot. And she's just loading up scraps into like a shopping cart, takes it over, melts it down. She's going to do it again. She's doing it all again. She's the only one left. Well, but yeah, the question gets often asked of her, how come you're still here? Why are you? Well, somebody's got, this is my place. (coughs) Somebody's got to take care of them. And uh, she gives, it's, it felt a little bit cheap to begin with um, because I felt like a whole bunch of exposition was being dropped on us right away to kind of explain away why the Mandalorians weren't there anymore. Um, But in the end, um, it gets explained that this child, Verdito, is now the charge, the responsibility for Mando. He is a foundling. And now we get to understand what a foundling is. I mean, we kind of, you probably could have pieced it together a little bit, but the point is it's a child that's found yeah and taken care of by another mandalorian right you're a foundling oh. um and so we get natural questions like well wait, i can't possibly train him because he's too weak well no kidding he's too weak but um but tell you what if you can't train him you got to take him home and yep. now i think that we've got soundly boxed the plant the plot for season and, two and, and I, I tell you what if we find the home i i will throw up a little a little, little, little planet full of verditos yeah that's kind of incredible um but it, so but we also get um you get the feeling this is also saying goodbye. So the, the armor says, okay, melt some of that those armors down, makes a signet, and says, congratulations, you've earned your signet. Now remember, in the past, he has, Amando has resisted getting yeah. his signet. He didn't feel mm-hmm. he was worthy. This time he accepted it. It gets, gets welded right to his, his uh, mud horn. What, what, what is that signet? The mud horn? Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's reminiscent of the mud horn because, two. because, as she says, he's a clan of two. Him... And Verdito. Yes. And the Mohor is what Verdito saved him from. Yeah. That's right. It, it, it's really cool. And I don't believe we have seen the last of her. I think she will show oh, up hell again. No. <laughs> no. The cosplay, and, the cosplay and, and so, alone. So a couple things. One, mm. IG-11 goes out to the hallway. He hears something. And you hear, you know, stormtroopers get gunned down real quick. Yeah, He's you like, hear a whole bunch oh, of laser yeah, blasts. We're good. Comes <laughs> back. You're protected. Uh, she says, you know, take off. I will clean this up. I'm going to fix this. Go and, with and my you, blessing, kind and of. And you team. know, Mando doesn't believe her because no, Mando's like, "No, I'll stay too," because you know, all Mandalorians yeah. and fist bump there, pop up, right? Um, but he's, she's like, "No, go. You yeah. got to leave, right?" And so she's going to be there by herself. You just kind of know she's going to die. She's going to die. That's it. That we're done. So really, I didn't get that at all. I got that. No, no I, I totally did not get that because this whole time I'm thinking she's the only one left. She's the only fucking one left, so she must be a badass. Yes. yes. She still could be a badass. <laughs> no, 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 that's but I, I was fine that's with her if she died, but I don't think she died because it's like, all right, it's just like a video game. Man, was like, dude. Then you get the cutscene to him leaving, then you get boom, 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 boom. And before you see that final blow, if she dies or not, it cuts to the next mission that you're on. Well, and with that, you know, yeah. I felt that there was a history between her and Mando, you know, because she's been there, you know, throughout his whole time. And that goodbye was pretty important. It was it was impactful uh, goodbye. Mm. So when they leave, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that part in a second that we're all thinking about. They get on a boat on this river Styx looking area, and there's an R2 unit. Pretty that's, cool. That, that's down there, and it was like, oh, okay. Astromech droids have always looked the same. Yes, more or less different colors. So but, so know, let, let, let's go R2 unit. Let's you know get us out here. And this motherfucker <laughs> is like the most Jack R2 unit I've ever seen. Yeah. This one didn't miss leg day, arm day, you know, glutes. It just the damn thing stood up. And it's like, <laughs> Vin, would you like to go? Down river. And then it's like, whistle, whistle, beep, beep. 
<laughs> the best the best nickname for for that droid that I have seen is Chad Two D Two. That's perfect. No. This thing is huge. I mean, it's, it's just the fact that it stood up. You're like, what the yeah, damn? It's, it's got R two D toids. R two deltoid. It's pretty jacked. Oh yeah. Um, it's it's creepy. It but, is weird. But it's uh, so it's it's the R2 ferryman, Star right? Wars. So it's it's gonna ferry them. down. The idea is that they're gonna take this lava flow river out to the plains and escape and get in the ship and go away. Um, As they're getting ready to do so, we yeah. cut back to the blacksmith. Yeah, so the, she's the, got the her hammer. The, the blacksmith, at least all the guys here at the table thought we're gonna die, and <laughs> and the only chick here, and I use that reverently, um, uh, thinks, hell no, she's made it this far. She's got to be a badass. I like that perspective. Yeah. So she's kneeling down uh, in front of her forge. Kind yeah. of, you can see kind of like your respectfully, maybe religiously or something, cross with her cross tools, right? She's just sitting there. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'm getting chills just thinking about this moment. I, I just like, think of like Japanese, uh, like she's going to commit, you know, seppuku or uh, something uh, like I'm that right there like that. or something. Uh-uh. But, but these stormtroopers rush like in. six or eight of them or something. And she's like, it might as well have been 68 of them. Could have been 68. Because she's just there and she starts smacking and stabbing like and Benny Hunt on all of them like the, with the oh hammer. it's amazing she takes them all down and you realize at that point oh we have never we're, we have not seen the end of this woman there's a reason she's a Mandalorian <laughs> there's a reason she is the Mandalorian that makes the armor that yeah. makes the weapons she is a badass she makes and the song she, she makes songs I'm sorry for doubting her but after seeing the bounty hunter Agent May from the episode before oh, that was yeah. Wasted Talent I assumed we might see it again. No, no, Agent May coming back in season she's two. She's dead. No, she's not because somebody okay. came together. I was gonna say, yeah, that that was the one loose end from this yes. whole season that has has had me personally scratching my head the most because yes, at the very end, what was that episode five? Oh, yeah, Some shadowy figure, cape wearing figure approaches the dead body of of uh, what's what's her real name. Well, she was, I thought she was dead. I thought she was alive, Me. and she talked to him. Not when. Yes. No, no. Yes. Chang Li. No, like, not when. He like kicked her or something. Like that. And then she's. I, th- I thought she. Was dead. I thought she was dead too. But uh, um, but but with, with I thought this, he extended a hand. and was like, yo, get up. I thought Emperor Palpatine still was dead that too. Was. But we'll then again, so like I was high when I was. Benny Hinn is a televangelist. Um, <laughs> so that's important. Just write that down. Yeah, yeah. I'm not <laughs> writing that shit down. Um, so notes. So the blacksmith has defended her own. She will clean up this place. She will establish a new place for the Mandalorians to start again. But our heroes are not out of the cave yet. They're not even out of the woods. They're the at, damn at the, lava, end, for crying at out the loud. end of this lava ca- cave It didn't tunnel. work out well for Anakin. I mean, so, it, uh, maybe it did. Yeah, I was going to say, you know. He, he, must well, be considering how this, this is going to end, it didn't end, or end up that bad for Anakin. Yeah, so... Uh, they do a scan of this tunnel, <laughs> and at the end of it is a troop Every of stormtrooper on the planet. Stormtroopers. Oh, no, well, not, not everyone. I'd say they said it was about like 20, 25 stormtroopers. Yeah, and uh, they all look like the standard stormtroopers, except there are a couple of biker scouts. And I tell you what, I'm sitting there watching this, this episode with my family. So I've got a 9-year-old, and I've got a 15-year-old and 18-year-old, right? And my wife, and we're all hanging out there. Fuck you in your five minutes. All right, we're not going to rush the end of this thing, all right? uh, like we did last time. It's, all right. it's getting there. Mm. So we got all these stormtroopers outside the cave, right? And I see a biker scout, right? Just like just like the one that punched for Dito in, um, at the beginning of the episode. 
And I stood up out of my chair. I got a comfy chair in my living room, so that I sit because I'm the man of the house. Anyway, um, I stood up out of my chair and I said, "That son of a bitch has got to die!" <laughs> right there. And, and, and you it, grab your nine-year-old, you throw him at the I kind of, I, I stopped because I kind of expect my my wife to be like, you know. You know, shaking her finger at me or something like that, and she's like, "You damn right, everybody, this guy's gonna die." <laughs> All right, cool. so we know that this, this became whole, a family thing. Verdito yeah. is universal; it's in everybody. He's in everybody's heart. Um, so <laughs> instead of instead of them being ambushed, the hero of this episode, maybe the true hero for of quite some series. time, IG Eleven says, "Well, it's time to you know go through with my secondary function." Self-destruct. You remember that from episode one, where he tried to self-destruct every eight seconds. <laughs> that joke coming back around the way that it did, and and, and Mando, of all yes. people, Mando going, no, oh, stay. And IG Eleven turns and puts a finger to his lip and says, "You <laughs> stay, I go." Is the moral no following? I think it's that's the moral- Schwarzenegger actually. That, no, that- it was Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying though. Is the moral of the story oh, is that giant? Oh my god! I'm there. I'm here. All cut up now. But is the moral of the story is that sometimes brainwashing works? Because no. if he wasn't brainwashed, erased, and reprogrammed, he wouldn't be in the position to save everybody. So the best way to make bad people good saying. is to reprogram them, yes. perhaps through propaganda, yes, and, and maybe some re-education camps. Yes. See, no. What he's, he's trying to lead Kelsey there, so that way they can work together in tandem. No. Erase the mind and redefine. I'm trying to That's lay it out in the open so somebody will say, "Hell no." Yeah, no. I and don't I got like Kelsey it. over here going, "Yeah, yeah." What's the plan for that? Can we do that? Can we make that happen? I'm just saying. I'll, I'll be the one to say it. Let's 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 not go down that road. I'm just saying you're only the bad guy if you're the bad guy. That's not even you're only the bad guy truth. if you don't survive. If no. you're not right in history, right? Exactly. Before we get on how morally gray Kelsey is. <laughs> no, I'm morally black, baby. <laughs> yeah, okay, be that as it may. <laughs> Don't speak for my morals. <laughs> um. All right, so we got a pretty great scene that, that's kind of the polar opposite of every Mando and Android scene we've ever seen so far, right? Or droid that. scene, right? We're Usually the droid's like, hey, let me do something, and, and Mando's are like, no, you know, go F yourself here. I'd rather have you off this planet or in slag rather than do anything for me, right? In this case, IG-11 says, you know what? I'm going to roll on down to the mouth of this cave. I'm going to self-destruct, wipe out everybody. You guys will survive. Everybody will be okay. And, uh, and Mando is there, again, helmet on, no facial expression. But right? you know. But man, I'm feeling it, right? I'm feeling this argument. He's like, no, you, you, you can't possibly. We need you. It's I need possible. you. I need you. Who's, Who's going to raise me? this baby with me? <laughs> and Cara Dunes, they're like, um, uh, I'm it a takes girl. a village to raise a child. And it takes an IG unit to a save barrel. your hide. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Role play, Daniel. All right. So then we get this uh, flashback to what to Terminator 2 uh-huh. um, where uh, IG-11. He says IG-11 has a very important line that you guys are forgetting oh, where please, he says, there's say. no need to be sad. I was never alive. Which is just and and that made everyone like real sad. <laughs> Even right now, remembering you're just, just like, like Yo. you were alive to me. That's why <laughs> we skipped over it there. All right, <laughs> I'm like, you all were I'm keep that. you were alive I'm to I'm me. I'm here to keep all your all emotions <laughs> no, I'm, in check. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep that to myself because I I, I want you to feel your feels. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like if I wrote down a note, they'd be like, "Yo, 
We should have said something. <laughs> <laughs> so, so IG Eleven, you know, pulls a well, it is pulls a T two pulls a T two scene there. Steps out of the boat into the lava, starts walking ahead of him, and he's melting it. You can tell he's melting as he goes because his uh-huh. feet aren't working. He's as starting well. to shake. Yeah. And he gets out to the mouth of the cave, and I see my favorite biker scout out there, right there, front and center. So I know he's going to take it full frontal. Well, before and, that, personal note: my girlfriend goes, "He can't survive that heat, can he? He's." No. He can't survive that heat. And I'm like, <laughs> but he and I'm there teary-eyed But going, he doesn't need to. Yeah, I'm there teary-eyed going, he, he can't. He's not no. the hero we deserve. That's right. He's the hero we need, <laughs> the not hero the hero we, we deserve. That's right. That's right. Um, and, yeah, so he gets in the mouth of the cave, and he goes, I'm, I must not be captured. My pro, my manufacturer's warranty doesn't allow it or whatever, and blows up, wipes out all the, all the stormtroopers, and everyone lives happily ever after. Until... <laughs> Turns out Moff Gideon is in his TIE fighter. Yep. And he's survived. <laughs> so he's he's blasting. We missed one for one, one little thing that you should know. Yes. Mando has got his final upgrade from Dave Navarro. And that is... From Dave Navarro. <laughs> from, from the Dave Navarro <laughs> cult for- of Mandalorian. From the Forge, from the armor. <laughs> yes, on, on, on Dave Navarro. This is You're all right. taking place on Dave Navarro. You're right. That's one of the expedition things. He has mm-hmm. now oh, he a jetpack. Oh, yeah. Remember know- when he said... I gotta get me one of those. Well, the time's come. Someone gave him one. He of those. got it. He sees. Sees this tie fighter. Sees this tie fighter that has shot and missed and will not miss on its second time through. He hands mm. the baby over. Well, well and he goes. No, no. He goes. I'm out. And as You're he as he launches off, important. AC and DC AC DC starts playing and he's shooting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Wait, is it starts no. playing. It's not Iron Man. All right, it might as well have so been the Iron tie, Man. Tie fighter whips around, takes its first pass, shoots Whip. right. Everybody shoots back, but they're shooting hand blasters. Can't penetrate the tie fighter armor, <laughs> right? So Carl Weathers comes up with a great idea. He says, "Hey." Let's have that child do his hand wavy thing. <laughs> do the magic hand <laughs> wave. And, and, and he waves his hand at Verdito. And Verdito go, looks at him like with his big black pools of, of soul and, and love and and everything that's good and like what's uh, like sugar and spice and everything nice. Anyway, I was gonna say a few other things, but sure. Sure. Yeah, okay, and cool. and he look he looks back at Carl Weathers like he understands him. They they've got a connection. <laughs> and he holds his hand up and just waves back. He just waves at him like hello. Just, just like Hi. playing peekaboo with a mom and dad. Look whatever. It's just like. It's such a beautiful moment. <laughs> and then Carl Rose like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, we're dead. <laughs> and so the audience are like, well, that would have been kind of helpful. Uh, but okay, we're not going to do that, I guess. So, so Mando hands the baby over, gets on his jetpack, ACDC starts ooh. blaring, you know, and he gets up there and hooks onto the TIE fighter, which yanks him Jingle All the Way style. Oh, man. And he's just getting Django pulled. All the Way? Django Fett All the Way. Nice. Django nice. All the Fett. We got this. <laughs> which featured a young Anakin Skywalker. Um, and a jetpack by Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maybe. who voiced the R2 unit with the muscles. Anyway. Really. Okay. So, I, I mean, um, oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I, for, I had a point, and now, then you said Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I The shit was awesome. It. So he jumps on um, the back swing. Oh, okay. So, three, yeah. two. So, for me, this moment where Mondo is like, uh, he's used his jetpack to jump up onto this X-Wing while it's in midair, and oh, he's sorry, like... Sorry, sorry, TIE Fighter. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes, it's, it's a TIE fighter. Yeah. Um, is like the most Disney moment of this oh, yeah. whole series <laughs> for me. This yeah. is like one of those ridiculous sword fighting scenes out of Pirates of the Caribbean yes. or some shit. Yes, it is. It's true. It's not bad. It doesn't it's make it... It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, the most... 
the one that requires the most like suspension of disbelief. Yes, or something. it was. Yeah, you're right because what what Mando does is he grapple hooks onto the Tie Fighter and just whipping around in the atmosphere, and yeah, nobody's ever attacked a Tie Fighter like by hand, you know. <laughs> and that's kind of amazing. So he, he ends up uh, slapping is a couple of charges there on one of the the Tie Fighter wings, and it blows the wing off, and the Tie Fighter crashes. And uh, everyone that's happily ever after. It's a beautiful moment where they're like, "Cool." Mondo flies away with holding the uh, he, baby Verdi yeah, yeah. yeah. well, the same he, way yeah. he was being held. Yeah, and just as like they Danny leave, Zuko and Sandy in the, in the grease. Yes, they just fly up into the sky. <laughs> well, well, that's because Grease was a Jacob's Ladder situation, and she, you know, she actually drowned uh, when he tried to save her. Whoa! Do not movie. do that because they got that grease. No, look it up, man. I was about to say two, but I there is, yeah, there is a total. Yeah, Grease Two is not. You have real to admit, either. Sandy does not have much of an impact in the film. No, she doesn't. Basically. No, yeah. she doesn't. Because really crazy. it is a Jacob Slider situation. I'm telling you, that's why the car flies I, up flubber style in the clouds. Again. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Gina Carino says she's going to stay there now. Yeah, we get the wrap up for the whole, and like, whole come team, on yeah. back. <laughs> there will be more jobs. So Carl Weathers is going to stay in Navarro. He says it's a respectable place now that the Imperial is out. is gone. <laughs> uh, so you know maybe that's cool. You know Gina Carano is going to you know try to go to the casting call. She's going to get her uh, lawyer's license. She's going to yeah. have her cousin Bruce come and give her a gamma blip, uh, radiation it's, uh, it's, transfusion because of the blip. Because yeah. the blip. And there's a lot to do on that to do list. So she's going to stay in Navarro as well. Maybe as security for Carl Weathers, or or maybe as a bounty hunter. Who knows? But. But Mando and the child take off to the ship. That's right. Everything's beautiful. Just Peter Pan style. Just but then, because no one believes in double tapping in this but universe, wait, I get. There's <laughs> more. You see Jawas. Yeah. Yatuchi, Yatuchi. Salvaging. Salvaging, not stealing. Houdini. Houdini. <laughs> and they go. <laughs> and they go, they're salvaging. And you're the like, oh, yeah. no. That's too bad. Yeah, because, you know, they're going to die right now. <laughs> and then you see it. This the dark saber come out, cut a hole. And and what's what's interesting with this is Mando said that Mo, uh, Moff Gideon was there when uh, the purge, the purge right. happened. So, yeah, so Moff he knows about a, all of the... He's an Imperial security uh, officer. And, and so he's intimately involved in what's called the purge for the Mandalorians, right? Which is where, like, it's the Night of a Thousand Tears where many, like, Damn near all the Mandalorians were killed. That's right. Right, but he's an important person on for this operation, which is kind of I think where you're leading to, Daniel. Well, can you can explain what the the dark saber? The dark saber belonged to the very first Mandalorian Jedi. Yes, and uh, the reason why it's black, nobody knows. No one really knows. Probably racist. No, um, oh, okay. it, it's just, it's it's cut from a different cloth. cloth. It's still a kyber crystal. Yeah. But no one knows why it was that way, but it definitely defined this first Mandalorian Jedi as being its own entity. And, and it's unique because it is metal. Yeah. Um, that's one thing, but it's got lightsaber component um, energy around it, so it can cut through damn near anything yes. like every other lightsaber. And it's cut more it's, like a katana in its design. Yeah. Imagine what they were trying to do with Wolverine's uh, claws when they brought him back from the dead that they still yeah. haven't touched so on. They, like uh, microwave uh, claws? Yeah, it's microwave no, claws. No, they, they scratched that because now it's yeah. Hitman, and they're like, nah, yeah. fuck that, we got a whole baby of Anna Annie and so, God bless Hickman. Yes, okay. God bless... Uh, right. Hickman bless Hickman. All right. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, this has shown up in Clone Wars. This has been talked about in the extended universe. This is a big part of Mandalorian history, and the fact that Moff Gideon has it, not only has it, but knows how to wield it, and does so with finesse, because this man, as we've said, is not evil just to be evil and strike them down and do it. He's more 
I'm going to make the best out of this, and I'm going to get the most out of this. Why does he have it? Who is he really? Yeah, so if the Dark Saber, if the Dark Saber had just shown up, it'd be fascinating, I suppose. Um, it's not particularly more powerful than any other Dark Saber, um, except that the, what it does represent, it's like, kind of like the crown or the scepter for the ruler of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. And so whoever was in charge, I mean, Boba Fett wielded it for a while, um, but all these these folks, whoever wields the lightsaber, whoever, whoever or the dark saber, whoever beats the holder of the dark saber in combat, gets the dark saber, gets to rule Mandalore. Now, in the Purge, in the Night of a Thousand Tears, that whole hierarchy and assumption of, of royalty and kingdom is is gone. Um, and so it is supposed at this point <sighs> yeah. that Moff Gideon probably picked it up from the ashes and now he's got it just swinging on his belt or up on his mantle. Yeah. Or okay, well, Predator so style. not to brag, but a little bit to brag. Okay. I was right about uh, the armorer. I was right about IG-11 not uh, killing. I okay. was on your side, not, too. Not uh, proven, but fair enough. Okay, fine. I was right about... IG-11 becoming the protector for yes, their Yes, yes, you got yes. Me there. Once, yep. once Quill died, I was right about IG-11's yep. role in Verdito's life. True that. And I'm calling it right now that at some point, maybe by the end of season two, Mondo will Oh yeah, he, he's definitely going to get that. That's what yeah. it's all set up for. He's going to get every upgrade possible that you could get yeah, in this really whole series. No, he's going to get it. Saber, he might, though. I think or he's, he's going to get he's it. Got to. Even if he's going to get in and give it to the forger, be like, no, hold on to unworthy. Or, or nah, he, he leaves it with the baby when they take him back. He's home. not leaving it with Verdito. Why right, wouldn't he? So she, he's, he's training him to defend himself. It's a, sim- it's a symbol of Mandalorian royalty. You, you Doesn't matter. He has the force. And this one, he's going to give it to him, then he's going to force give it back to him. Like, How about you guys shit on your own theories and leave mine alone for once? I can't yeah. shit on my shit. Yes, you you literally do it every time you use the restroom. No, I do not. I flush and I shit again. Literally. Okay, okay. We got to wrap this up. This was the end of the series. What do you guys... What, what adventures, other than going to the main you know, home planet of Veredito, are you hoping for for next season? What's... Like a, a, another creature from maybe the Star Wars universe or something from maybe Rebels or Clone Wars that you'd I, like to see come in? Because yeah. for me, it's Ahsoka. I want to see Ahsoka. I, I She's one of my favorites. We're at a point where, you know, maybe she's still alive after Vader. Maybe I'm, she's old at this point. Maybe this is where she dies before, you know, what we heard maybe in the last uh, Star Wars movie. So if we heard her in the last Star Wars movie, then chances are, not necessarily, but chances are she's dead. Yeah, we don't know um, when she died, though. And so this, this is after Return of the Jedi. There's a lot of time in she, between she's there. She's at the very least going to be old. Well, as old as Vader. Yeah, okay. Maybe sure. a little younger because like she's been yeah. younger than Anakin. About like that. But she's going to be an adult. She's not going to be Snips. No, I know she won't be Snips. Um, and that's what I want. I want a yeah. war-torn, um, battle-hardened Ahsoka. I'd, li- you know? I'd like to see some sort of a, a storyline take a glancing blow against the Skywalker saga. Not be involved with the Skywalker saga, but just, I don't know, kind of like Rogue One was. Sure, sure. Um, and so, you know, in- <coughs> involved but not dependent upon uh, the Skywalker saga. Uh, just so that all the nerds at, like us out, out there, or not like you, Tashina, you're just a casual nerd. I am casual. Um, but, um, but, so we all go, oh, like that. I'd like to have that moment with my family where I go, oh, it's not even a sound <laughs> effect, that's me. Um, uh, so, so there you go. I think it's going to be definitely the searching out for the Tridactyls. I think that um, Boba, I, Mando, I think is going to make a trip to Dagobah. Uh-huh. Um, 
But I don't know. After that, it's, it's old Western tropes. So Okay. Well, uh, lastly, where can the people find you? Mm-hmm. Anything you want to plug this week, TJ? All right. So if you go to www.mindyourowngoddambusiness.org.com.edu. Just stop. Don't even look for me. You can't find me. Not going to happen. Um no, but I will. Uh, I will answer uh, any and all uh, Facebook and Instagram and whatever social media posts you guys put on there. Um, but you, know, you just can't find me. Don't try. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, TJ. Tashina, what are you hoping to see next season? Where can the people find you? And anything you want to plug? Um, well, I think that so far this series has done a really great job in um, uh, sort of playing on different relationships, and I'd like to see more of that, specifically. I think a lot of what a lot of people are wanting is longer, um, like buddy, almost like that buddy yeah, repertoire right. for Mondo, yep. and like he needs somebody yeah. else to help him right. raise this child, and it, like it, the episodes where he's been largely on his own have not been, I don't think, nearly as entertaining as hmm. the ones where he's where it is he's fun been to see with that dynamic. Quill or yeah. with Cara Dune or, um, I mean the one where they went to rescue the the prisoner or whatever and you know the, it's got Bill Burr in it. Yeah, yeah. Um like all those guys were assholes and you knew they were assholes yeah. and um so you knew that that was not going to be a lasting right, right, thing. Right. But with with people like Cara Dune it'd be nice to have more characters introduced Absolutely. Like that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely That's all I need. Right. My needs are simple for for Mandalorian. <laughs> I leave it entirely up to the creators to do what they will and continue making it great. Do, okay. do you think he eventually gets back to Verdito's planet or tribe or maybe it's pod? a crypt, maybe it's like a Krypton thing where he gets there and it is just decimated. Or he's a clone so he has no home world. Be, because you're because you're talking about relationships and and I think I think you're spot on again as it, how many relationships would that introduce? More, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, and the the, the tension between because by that time Verdito is going to bond with Mando and he's going to want to be, you know, lone with a lone wolf and cub, mm-hmm. rather than uh, go back to being just a fifty year old toddler. Um, yeah, I don't know. That'd be that'd be that'd be a whole other mm-hmm. mess of relationships. Maybe yeah. even like a mid season meet and then figure that out and by the end. And, well, we're gonna have to see where it goes. Yeah. Uh, Tashina, anything to plug? Uh, where do you work? Can the people find you? Um, well, there are going to be some major announcements coming for Escape Velocity here in the next week or so. So um, if you're not following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, um, I would stay up to date on that. Uh, otherwise, you can always find me on Instagram at Shade the Mad with underscores in between. Awesome. Uh, thank you for taking time to be here again. Mm, thanks for having me. Always. Kelsey, what are you looking forward to the last season? Where can the people find you? What do you want to plug? And uh, who are you wearing tonight? Yo. Who are you wearing? Who am I wearing? Shit. Besides myself. Haynes. Besides myself, <laughs> it is a secret. It's a mystery. But I'm going to keep this short and sweet just like myself. What I want to see in season two, more Kara. Two. <laughs> Verdito's first words. Oh, I'm going to leave it at that. You can awesome. find me where you always can find yeah. me at Facebook, um, Kelsey DeAndre Greer, Instagram, um, Snapchat, Kelks, for show. And, um,. One thing I want to plug too is something coming real soon to the um, Escaping Podcast Network is emotivations. <laughs> the emo stories of a couple of guys you may know. Or should I call it emotives? 
It's gonna be fun, guys. Well, it's a it's a working title. No, 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 no. I got the title. It's Emotives. <laughs> I mean, you just changed it. No, no, no. I had it written down, but I've been drinking. But I, I got it. It's called Emotives. It's coming very soon, guys. Oh awesome. uh, yeah, stay tuned. We we got some stuff coming for you. And if you haven't, please yeah. check out Kelsey and Ross on Yo, where the captions at. At this point, it has been going. And uh, man, if you're not listening to it, you're missing out on almost everything our network has to offer you. And that's fun news stories with awesome people. So make sure you're checking that out. Word. Uh, as I said, for me, Ahsoka is where I'm hoping even just a little bit. Just, I just, I want Rosario Dawson to play her, even Whoa. if it's for five uh, minutes. Even if it's for five minutes. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a it. good fan cast, yeah. Um, other than that, you can find me at Escape Velocity. You can find me online, Daniel Rojas on Facebook. Uh, Blue Morpho, one word, where the O's are zeros on Instagram. Make sure you check out the show as well. Uh... We are on Facebook, Instagram, Escaping Podcast. You can also find us Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. There's some great stuff coming this next month, guys. Stay tuned. I can't wait to show you everything behind my kimono. Um, you thanks. watched one season of Samurai Shampoo and all Shampoo. You gotta, Shampoo. And all you got to do is talk about your kimono. I've been talking about my kimono since I was six. Exactly. What? Uh, thanks for listening everyone we will see you next month be well be good to each other and remember there can only be one chum bucket and sometimes even if you feel like you don't have to sometimes you gotta self-destruct to be an escapee stay on candy y'all